Candid, captivating, compelling. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Listen in as Dr. Dina, medical marijuana pioneer and inspiration for the award-winning TV series, Weeds, shares never-before-heard stories, chats with cannabis insiders and celebrity friends, and provides invaluable perspective and insight into one of the fastest-growing industries in the world. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Cannabis Confidential with your host, Dr. Dina. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential. I'm your hostess with the Moses. When it comes to weed and hash, of course, Dr. Dina. Thanks for joining us today with another awesome episode. We have Diane Goldstein back from last episode because you know what? We just love her and she has so much interesting information to share with us. So I thought I'd bring her back and talk more about the Adult Use Act in California, Prop 64, and how it's going to change the world. Because I am a strong believer that California, being the largest state over here with the largest amount of cannabis, will send shockwaves to the rest of the world. And I think it's happening, as Diane mentioned last week about Berlin starting to change uh, decriminalized cannabis. So Diane, welcome back. Dina, thank you so much for being on. It's an honor. This is such an exciting time that Diane and I have been asked to go on being interviewed and she's on going on talk shows and everyone wants to know the information and share all the goods about what's going on in California and Prop 64 and how we're going to change the world, sending shockwaves to the world. That's what my favorite line is that Dana Rohrbacher keeps telling me. We're going to send shockwaves to the rest of the world. And I truly believe that. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Because, you know, it's so interesting when you look at the billions of dollars that we spent on this failed drug war going back to the 1970s. We're way over a trillion at this point. Every year, and you know, maybe we don't have the damage done in California as much, but when you look at criminal justice statistics and we arrest almost 1.5 million drug law violators and almost half of those are for marijuana. And, you know, we take it for granted here that if you have less than an ounce before now, it was an infraction if you were a certain age. But unless, Louise, unless, hold on, unless yeah. you have your weed split up into three containers or four containers yeah. and, then, and then all of a sudden it's you're selling it. Yeah, exa- exactly, which is, you know, crazy stupid. But think about in places like Louisiana, I think last year I read a story about you had a African-American man who got sent to prison for the rest of his life for literally possession of a joint as a third time striker. And so California was so significant because it's going to push the whole United States over into a tipping point. And, you know, the one thing that I'm being optimistic about relative to our new president is that he has says that he will support states' rights. And I believe with people like Congressman Rohrbacher and other people who have been working with us in this cannabis field, I don't think we're going to go back. It may be harder for us to move forward, but I don't right. think we're going to go back. Well, what's interesting, Diane, is the Rohrbacher Farr Amendment that Dana worked on and passed in Congress was it's a federal spending bill, and it states that the DEA can no longer use federal resources to raid or prosecute states that have cannabis laws, medical cannabis laws. Correct. Now, so we've been feeling really safe from the feds for the last year, knowing that they can't use their resources. State and that federal spending says medical. Correct. And so that's going to be where the fight is at Congress. 
So there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But our president-elect has said that he's going to respect states' rights on the issue of marijuana. Then that should be the direction where it heads. I'm being optimistic. You know, I'm being kind of pessimistic. It's like, you know, we're uh, going to wait and see. But money talks. And I think that we as activists need to do a better job of engaging politically at the congressional federal level. We've been really good at local politics, and that's actually not going to change either because the fight here in California is going to be about local bans. Because we have people like Kevin Sabet, who is sending out information to through the League of California Cities resolutions on how to adopt bans. But they don't get a share in our money. Right. State fund. Okay. So hopefully money will talk and keep them all happy and wanting to let us grow their six plants and do their thing. Yep. And I think it's time that everyone who is 21 and over in California starts growing their six plants if they can in their area because it's time to overgrow the government. You know, everyone's complaining about this 15% excise tax. If it's so easy, grow it yourself. If you're going to complain about it, you know, grow it yourself, be self-sufficient. But the reality is people won't. And the collectives that have been out there for a long time will get permitted to sell for 21 and over. And hopefully we'll keep our doors open for people who are sick and who need it because that's at the end of the day, that's why we're here is, is really to help people who are sick. Yep. We, we didn't and, uh, on a positive note, it looks like Rohrbacher Far Amendment got extended to March 31st, 2017. Oh, that's great because I knew that they were waiting to pass it and the timing was a little off. Yeah, so I just said uh, something just popped up on my feed. Oh, that's great. good news. So I think that's hopefully get people moving back in the right direction. And at that point, we'll see exactly what's going to happen on the federal level. Now, we said that Prop 215 wouldn't be affected. But now I do know it has been affected in the sense that the state card that you get from the health department, which I tell everyone to get, you go to the doctor, you get your letter of recommendation, and then you go to the health department. They verify that your doctor really gave you that rec. And they gave you a card that looks like a driver's license. Correct. That card is now going to be $100 as opposed to, I think I paid $153 or something. That's correct. So that actually worked to the benefit of patients. And if there's an issue of financial need, if you have a patient that's on Medicare or Medicaid, uh-huh. That card cost actually drops down to $50 as well. Oh, that's wonderful. That's yes. good to know. I will tell people. Yes. And so will that change? Like everyone keeps telling me that they're going to change the list of ailments that you can technically no. be sick. That's not no. the case. No, we don't address the medical language in AMA. Where that has been addressed has been in the MRSA regulations, the Medical Cannabis Safety Regulation Act. And what they did is they adopted the very same language that was used in SB 420. So there's this rumor about now you have to go to a primary care physician in order to get a recommendation. It says attending physician. The only thing that you have to do, the doctor has to give you a legitimate examination. Legally, One of the things, I think you only have to spend six to eight minutes with the patient. Too. And that's correct. And that's absolutely correct. Yeah. Spend time with the patient. You can't just rubber stamp it. But what's really interesting is one of the other things that AMA does say that let's say you have a doctor who's violating the law and is just spinning out recommendations without seeing people. Uh huh. Even if they go after the doctor, every recommendation that that doctor gave out is still valid. Oh, that's great. Okay, that's so cool. again, they're protecting patients, and I think we all know that there are doctors out there who have been abusing the system. Yep. We actually have to run a quick break, but I'm going to tell you a funny story about the doctors abusing the system. But don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Diane Goldstein from Leap Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. 
Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina will continue after a word from our most confident sponsors. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. About a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put different celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Himping, that's the point. Download and play while you life yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Seeking a career in cannabis? Ready to become the next great bud tender? Increase your knowledge, skills, and higher ability with a Tricomb certification today. Tricomb Institute is the only cannabis education company in the world with courses that include textbooks, workbooks, and expert-approved and government-certified curriculum. Tricomb now offers these courses online. Take the courses at your own pace with 24-7 live human support from anywhere in the world. These courses are perfect for physicians, pharmacists, MMJ parents or patients, adult-use customers, and most of all, aspiring butt-tenders. The course includes full access to the cannabis industry's largest job board and even includes resume building help. Register for online courses with the cannabis industry's educational leader in science, education, and training. Visit TricombInstitute.com today. While the feds and state are doing their dance, you still need to transact business and manage your cash. Go professional and let your customers pay with PayQuick. They pay you and they earn rewards points. PayQuick connects to your bank account for free and secures all of your transactions. And with PayQuick, you can pay your producers and processors for free. Plus, it pays to have it because it makes depositing your cash safe and so easy. No cops, no crooks, just compliance and comfort, knowing you have your cannabis business in check with PayQuick. PayQuick, the safe and easy way to pay. P-A-Y-Q-W-I-C-K dot com. Cannabis legalization efforts are increasing competition for businesses wanting to make it big. In this complex and fast-changing environment, only the savviest will survive. What are you going to do to stay ahead of the game? Enter New Frontier's free platform, Equio, the premier business intelligence, visualization, and marketing platform for the cannabis industry. With Equio, you can stay on top of your store sales, trends, and competition, Better understand your seasonality and broader sales trends? Identify and compare your top products and categories and cross-buying opportunities. Go to www.equio.io to sign up for your free membership today. That's E-Q-U-I-O to sign up now. The power of real-time big data is now in your hands. Run with New Frontier and let us help you conquer the wild. Earn your Ph.D. in THC monetization with CannabisRadio.com. Don't be late. Dr. Dina is back with more Cannabis Confidentials only on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back. So we were just talking about 
some doctors who are a little shady and, and maybe aren't writing recommendations how they're supposed to. And I was watching a TV special and there was this David Goldstein went to go see this doctor in Venice Beach and he got his recommendation written. And, and then they went and they looked up the doctor and it turns out the doctor that technically signed his recommendation was in the middle of open heart surgery at Stanford at the time that he went and saw the doctor in Venice oh, Beach. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so he just saw some physician's assistant that the doctor hired and they just stamped the recommendation or pre-signed them. And, and so that kind of happens, unfortunately. And that's why I always work with specific doctors. I happen to love Prestige Medical Center, which is Dr. Vlad Nusinovich. He's a real doctor. I found him at Cedar sinai Hospital. And so... I go to him for just normal anything. So I would go to him for my cannabis also. And he, he writes recommendations. And so I always like to double check that my doctor is a valid doctor before going. <laughs> Correct. Correct. And I think here's the other interesting thing that people don't know about the initiative is, you know, there was this whole issue of it's not going back to the general fund. And it's not. I mean, it is, but it's earmarked. And so Pete, there's this misconception that just because the monies have been specifically earmarked for certain things that that doesn't get placed into the general fund. No, those monies go back to the general fund. But what I love about some of the allocations are the research capabilities. So they're going to give money to UC San Diego to actually study the efficacy of medical marijuana. Wow. You know, and so they're going to give money to other UC systems and researchers to really look at public health outcomes because what we know and what we need is we need data. We need to have our policies based on empirical evidence. And so I think that this is also going to do that. And then it's going to give money back to teenagers you know, to help fund programs that are being cut in communities like mental health programs, public health treatment, family counseling, and other very, very important community resources that are the f- in a budget. That's incredible. Let's talk about the CHP budget that everyone is going to fund a study about stone driving. So the monies initially that's going to go to California Highway Patrol is $5 million for three years? Or three think, million dollars for fifteen million dollars. No, it's like fifteen million dollars. Interest. I thought it was twenty percent of the fifteen percent extra. No, that's different. So the CHP is being tasked with going back and doing exactly what Colorado and Washington did, is developing training and protocols to make their officers better at detecting not just driving under the influence of marijuana, but alcohol and all drugs. And I think we can all agree that people shouldn't drive when they're impaired. You know, I, from my law enforcement perspective, you know, it's been horrible because I've had to make death notifications right. to people who got killed by poly drug users driving a car when they shouldn't have been in there or from alcohol. And so I'm pretty sensitive over the driving issue and we don't have a per se level. Down the road, some of this money may go to developing wet labs to actually doing a scientific-based simulator and to say, oh, my God, this person has 0.25 nanograms, and that's the equivalent of a 0.08 alcohol. I want to and sign so, up for that. I want to be the person that gets really high and does the test, the driving. Yeah, yeah, because, because that's exactly what we did with people and alcohol. Yep. And I think, and remember, in the last six years, the California law enforcement lobby has tried to introduce per se levels, and we've managed to kill them all. And I think we'll continue to be able to do that unless 
the CHP produces valid science that determines this. This is finally the point. And, you know, it's not just CHP that's doing that. That's occurring across the country at this point. Well, here's what gets interesting is that if we naturally produce cannabinoids in our body and some people just don't produce enough is what we're, we kind of learned. And so yeah. you need to put more in to kind of balance you out and replace it. And so the people that don't produce it like me, I don't produce enough of it that when I smoke copious or dab copious amounts of hash oil, I just feel normal usually. I'd have to smoke three grams of hash oil before I start feeling like tired. That's really as stone as I get these days. And so it really affects you differently. But if I was someone that produced a lot of cannabinoids, is that going to test positive for cannabinoids, even if I didn't smoke? What they're testing for is active metabolites of THC. Got it. And those are the things, again, it's, you know, it's the science. We need to ensure right now that law enforcement knows how to properly discern if someone is driving under the influence because we also don't want them arresting people who aren't right. like you. you know? exactly. And so you've learned to titrate. You know exactly what you need in order to make you function. But then again, I was at this dinner party where they were making a medicated meal the other night and I don't do edibles really. Like that's not my thing. I get really high from edibles. So I Ubered there because I just know myself. And the irony was that I left. I was totally sober. I was completely fine until I got home. But yeah, who wants to take the chance? Just always know what works for you. Like certain strains, if I smoke the wrong strain, I could get really high. But I like my strain that doesn't get me stoned. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's the other thing that what the industry needs to do. They need to start a public education campaign. I don't want to call it a public safety campaign, but kind of a community safety. And as part of the industry for the groups that you work with and deal with, I think what we're going to see in the next couple of years is you're going to see a lot of people who are first time cannabis users. And you're going to need to hand them something that they can read about how to use a product and to ensure that we don't have some of the issues that we saw out of Colorado. And to me, it's kind of mind-boggling that that was happening in Colorado because you have to buy your items from a dispensary. And it's usually the edibles that cause the problems. Mm-hmm. And my dispensary, I've always taught every single bud tender, you always teach people about dosage and yes. how much you can take. And you know, for me, I know that 25 milligrams, I'm going to sleep. I'm, I'm a lightweight yeah. when it comes to edibles. But you know, Jason Beck, he can have like 2,000 milligrams. Holy before cow. He, he, he's like an, a horse. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And so everybody is different, but it's like cooking. You always want to take a little bit, but once you put it in, it's kind of hard to take it out. And so we teach everyone that if you get feel too high, drink a glass of milk. It's going to slow down your digestion. You're not going to be as high, but you're going to be high for longer. You know, So it's it's all about learning your body. And every, you're right. There should be more information and more of this. You know, it's funny because I just saw, because I'm on uh, California Cannabis Industry Association mail list. The reason I bring it up is I just saw an email that they're proposing doing something like that. That'll you know, and then you start looking at the job creation. I mean, I think this is something that I'm incredibly excited about. You, my husband owns a business. We employ people. I think that business owners, small, medium, are in fact the backbone of America. So one of the things that's going to happen, and we're already seeing it, I mean, I think what's our cannabis industry worth right now? At least a billion dollars in California. They expect oh, it to go up to, you know, maybe $6 billion, right. if not more. 
in one year and then 20 something billion and by was it 2020 2020 or something like that but yep. look at the tertiary job market and I opportunities know. insurance I, I companies these days. kids these yes. days can't buy property nobody buys property you can't afford it like there's no jobs people could out of law school and there's no job yep. you got a medical school there's no jobs and here's this entire industry that we could all like, start bringing money in and it's amazing yep. like I open a dispensary guess what I don't make money because I have to hire 10 people to work there and then I got to pay their taxes and then it's unbelievable though all the jobs that come with it that weren't available 10 years ago that are just everyone's working now it's amazing yep it's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, so I think the professionalization of the industry is going to be amazing. And what I'm hoping is, and I think it will, because I love going to the cannabis cups because I think they're fun and they're great people watching. And there then will be licenses for them. And there'll be licenses for them. And now you won't have to get a doctor's note in order to do yeah, it. You won't you know, so, get to the medicating area without just uh, getting the note. You'd just be 21 and over. But we have to take a quick break. You are so awesome, Diane. I could talk to you for hours. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Diane Goldstein. And why don't you start rolling one up so we can smoke one for the last segment here. All right, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina will continue after a word from our most confident sponsors. Mindful of sustainable practices and limiting their environmental footprint, Sansal hemp is always grown outdoors, as nature intended. By starting with uniform genetic profiles, Sansal ensures the plant will maintain its optimal performance and yield consistently throughout its life cycle. It is through innovative processes that Sansal is able to achieve pure whole hemp extracts and meet industry requirements and the level of quality desired by many of their customers. Healthy plants... CannabisRadio.com proudly presents the newest and greatest podcast in the galaxy, The Real Dirt with Chip Baker, your insider industry connection to accurate and entertaining information about cannabis technology, production, cultivation, and everything in between. Rolling joints and dropping knowledge about cannabis technology, production, cultivation, and everything in between. The future of legal cannabis has arrived, and we want to give you The Real Dirt with Chip Baker. Look for new episodes at CannabisRadio.com, TheRealDirt.com, or subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Everyone deserves the medicine they need. Aaron's premium CBD essentials and CBD nectar products are made from plant-based organic ingredients, grown and processed in the United States. Our unique formula of coconut oil and coconut water, infused with CBD oil, is ideal for all skin types and provides maximum relief. Aaron's Essentials was formulated by 9-11 first responder and stage 4 cancer survivor Aaron Sieber. As a cannabis connoisseur, Aaron began making and using his own lab-tested medicinal cannabis products to help relieve the side effects of his rigorous cancer treatments. Visit www.cannosaurbrands.com for more information on Aaron's Essentials and learn how you can pay it forward. That's C-A-N-N-A-I-S-S-E-U-R brands.com. Forwarding the cause of legalization and research of the growing cannabis industry, one podcast at a time. The Cannabis Radio Network. Dr. Dina is back with more Cannabis Confidentials, only on CannabisRadio.com. 
And we're back with Diane Goldstein. So, Diane, where can people find out more information about you? Uh, I know they can go to www.leap.cc. And there's got to be more info. Come on, give it to us, girl. Well, you know, it's if people are interested in uh, following me, I'm on Twitter at Diane M. Goldstein. I have a, a public Facebook page as well as a private one. And Diane Waddles Goldstein. And then I have a journalist profile on Muckrack that has not all my articles, but a significant number of them. And so, you know, it, it, I'm very responsive. If you guys need to get a hold of me, you can email Leap. They'll forward it to me and I'll get back to people. But, you know, join us on Twitter. Twitter's fun. You know, Twitter and cannabis go hand in hand. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> So, Diane, what is it like you know, being a fan of cannabis around other law enforcement? Do they give you dirty looks for it? it? It's so interesting. I think it's a combination. I think that there's kind of this new generation because I'm in grad school and I do a lot of lecturing at universities on the policy issues around here. And it's almost it's a generational. You know, it's like the dinosaurs still look at it as a morally stigmatizing, dirty thing that is a gateway drug. And then the younger cops are like you know what, can we just stop having to deal with this and get back to doing real police work? Right. And I really believe, it's, I've said this for years, not that I've ever wished harm on anyone because that's not what I'm saying, but if you look at people who continue to vote no on cannabis legalization, is it's our older people. And they're dying off. And I think in 10 years, people are going to look back and go, why did we ever engage in this failed experiment? You know, exactly. it's what's up with that? What we're seeing is the evolution, just like the evolution of alcohol prohibition. But what I do hope is that the industry themselves understand that they also have an obligation to positive public health outcomes. The latest smear tactic is that the more we legalize marijuana, that big marijuana is going to be here just like big tobacco. Now, I don't believe that, but those are the arguments that are being used fairly effectively against us with the soccer moms. So that continues, and that's very effective in conservative states. I see it more like alcohol than tobacco. Yeah. You know, there's always going oh, to be that, that special stuff, that special bottle that everyone that's you can't get anywhere or the home brewers. And I really believe that people will be still coming up with amazing new technology and new products and, you know, fixing ailments that we didn't even know were issues. I mean, I have a father with neuropathy and I brought him home some pain cream, cannabis pain cream, and he tried it. And I called him the next day and said, how did it work? And he goes, it didn't work at all. I didn't get high. And I said, dad, you weren't supposed to get high. How do your feet feel? He goes, oh, their feet feel great, but I wasn't stoned. And so... <laughs> You know, so funny. It's, it's so funny. It's like, I think secretly maybe they want to get high, but who would have thought that a cream would have helped a nerve problem in your feet with cannabis? Yep. It's just That's the thing to me where I've become just a believer because of so many people I know that have had those results. I have a, a friend of mine who's a, a retired firefighter that's been battling brain cancer for five years and he's done really good and, and it came back like a year ago and he's a patient and his doctor is just like absolutely astounded that the tumor was growing and it's starting and to shrink stopped. again. Yep. 
And, yeah. and, you know, he's got a quality of life and him and his wife travel. They've been together since high school. I've known him forever. And these are people who are Mormon, you know, that don't drink, don't. Or even eat. other law enforcement, because there's so many people who get injured on the job that are on painkillers yep. and they're driving around on painkillers, telling everyone else that they're too impaired to be driving. Yet they're the one that might be too impaired to be driving. And hopefully cannabis can help them so that they can function better at their job. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and I'll tell you, I think the the big fight for us, I'd love, 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 love to get a PTSD police officer treatment program going like Dr. Sue Sisley has with the veterans, with the military veterans, because I will tell you is law enforcement has one of the highest divorce rates, law enforcement has one of the highest suicide rates, we have one of the highest alcoholism rates. Yep. You know, and you start looking at all the PTSD issues that roll around. So much of that also impacts our interaction with the community. Of course. And I jokingly, I, I jokingly kidded about it. Is maybe every police officer should smoke a little pot, and maybe the use of force would go down, right? Absolutely. Everyone would be happy. Are you kidding? It's like, yeah. hey, pull out a joint if there's a situation. I have had law enforcement show up to the back of my store. Tell me that they got a 5150. They grabbed him. They don't want to bring him to jail because he's harmless, but he's having a little bit of a mental breakdown. And do I have a joint that I can give him? And we sit, we'll sit in the parking lot. They'll let the guy spark up. And after he smokes it, they let him walk away if he's fine. Oh, my God. That's a great story. And so I wish more law enforcement would do that. Yeah. Ending the drug war, not just the war on cannabis, would help us solve so many of these issues because then we could maybe adequately put resources into systems and programs like mental health, you know, rather than locking people up. I don't know if you're aware of this, but LA County Jail, I think right now is the largest mental health facility in the country. Right out other other than Rikers. It's like Rikers and it's horrible. It's horrible. I've actually heard that too. It's really terrible and it's time for cannabis to change the world. But unfortunately, we are out of time. We have to have you on again soon because you're so amazing. But you guys, give a shout out to Diane Goldstein. Check her out on Twitter. Send her some love. She's amazing. I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening and thank my amazing producers for making this show possible. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Cannabis Confidential. Make sure you follow us on Snapchat, Instagram. I'm Dr. Dina420 and I am over. Over and out. Bye-bye. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.